In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're six days away from Denver, and I'm here with Ben Albright. Ben, it's all going crazy today. Browns are trading. Blacko's not playing. What's going on, mate? <laughs> well, you know how it goes. Get close to the trade deadline, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, I don't think the Browns are done either. They're still trying to work out that Trent Williams deal. We'll see if they get that done. They've got a second rounder on the table to Washington right now. Washington wants a first, so... Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they get that thing locked up. Yeah, Joe Flacco will not be playing. He might have played his last down as a Denver Bronco. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. But uh, I can tell you, he's got a herniated disc in his back, and he's got a pinched nerve in his neck, and he will not be playing for the foreseeable future for the Denver Broncos. Brandon Allen will be starting this game uh, for Denver, and uh, we're not sure who the backup's going to be yet. I suspect it'll be Brett Rippon. Dulock is just fresh off the IR. They actually haven't even activated him off the IR yet, so he's in that window, that 21-day window of practice designation. And so they wanted to get him some practices, you know, coming back off the IR, get him some practice, get the timing down before they threw him out there. So uh, I suspect we're probably going to see Brandon Allen and Brett Rippon for the next week or two. Luckily, the uh, Broncos have a bye week after the after the Browns, and then you've got Minnesota and Buffalo, which is two tough defenses, and I suspect you'll, you'll throw Lock into the mix sometime after that. Yeah, I'm in uh, Boston Airport. You're on the road in Denver in the snow. The first thing I want to ask you is, how sure are you that the um, the second round on the table is from the Browns? I am 100% sure that they have offered a second rounder. Mm. Can you confirm how you know this? Uh, from a team source. Okay. With Flacco, how sure are you that it's the uh, Trap nerves back, or is there something more that he upset everyone yesterday with his comments? Um, he did upset everyone with his comments, but that has nothing to do with this. This neck that, that injury has existed uh, for a couple of weeks. He's got a pinched nerve in his neck and a, and a herniated disc in his back. The herniated disc is new, and that's why they're shutting it down. Um, but the pinched nerve been around for a couple of weeks. Uh, he said, uh, you can actually see if you go back and rewatch the game, you can see him getting massage work on his neck on the sideline during that game. Now, of course, the comments after the game did upset some people and, and you know, there's some blame to be passed around. Um, Rich Gangarello is calling ultra conservative game plan simply because uh, he's got a quarterback that's not mobile and an offensive line that can't protect and receivers that can't get down the field. So, uh, you know, you've, you've got a kind of a perfect storm situation here. They want to be able to go vertical. They just can't because they don't have the personnel to do it right now. And, and Joe Flacco doesn't help with that. So, you know, Joe trying to throw the offensive coordinator under the bus is, is a little disservice uh, because, you know, that offensive coordinator is trying to protect him from taking so many sacks and getting hit uh, by calling a hyper-conservative game plan. Can we see the Broncos trading for anyone in the next 24 hours for a quarterback? I don't think they will. Um, you could potentially see Chris Harris leave if the Philadelphia Eagles up their offer. Um, but I, I don't think uh, – I, I think they're probably done. I don't think anybody else gets moved, and I don't think they're going to move for anybody. They called and asked after they found out about Flacco's uh, his injuries yesterday. They, uh, they called uh, the Niners to see if Nick Mullins was available. He is not. Uh, I think the Niners are actually going to move C.J. Beathard uh, instead, and so they want to hang on to Mullins as their backup, and so that really doesn't help the uh, the, the Broncos out in the short term anyway. 
The Browns and the Broncos have both won two games this season. Do you think we're both on the same course where Browns are going to try and do everything for the playoffs? Or do you think the, the Broncos are now going to be like thinking about draft picks for next year? I think the Broncos already did their trade, uh, trading away Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I think they're going to stand pat with what they've got. They've got some pretty heavy expiring contracts uh, that come off the board at the, the end of this year. So they're looking at a bunch of compensatory picks. So they don't really need to move anybody uh, as far as that goes. I think they're going to stand pat with what they've got and just see what they can do. I don't think they – I think they know they're not in the playoff contention, but uh, they're going to try to be competitive and develop a little bit of their youth uh, from wide receiver Jawan Winfrey uh, and, and Deontay Spencer uh, to Drew Locke at quarterback. You're going to see a lot of the, the young guys kind of get some run and get some development time. Where do you see the strengths for the Broncos against the Browns? This uh, coming Sunday. Oh well, the strength is on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, by the advanced metrics, they're they're the number three defense in the NFL, and they've been playing lights out the last three weeks. You know, they're a pretty good defensive team. A little weak at corner with Bradley Chubb on the IR. Uh, the weaknesses for the Broncos: uh, the tackle position. Uh, Garrett Garrett Holtz, as he's known around the league, Garrett Bowles is not very good. Um, Elijah Wilkinson is a guard who's filling in at, at right tackle because Juwan James can never get on the field. You know, it's it's just it's just a bad situation on that line, and that leads to bad situations everywhere else. Uh, they can't block as well for Lindsey and Freeman. It uh, doesn't get enough time for Cortland Sutton and those guys to get downfield. And, uh, you know, Joe Flacco, who has had the mobility of a statue, although that might be slandering statues, is – you know, it's, it's not been good. Brandon Allen's got a little more mobility, quicker feet, but uh, doesn't have the big arm, and it isn't a very fast processor. So I imagine they'll have an incredibly scaled-back game plan going against the Browns uh, this week. What do you fear most about the Browns? Uh, that offense getting going. You know, if they can protect for Baker, that, that offense can really get going. That could be something. Um, that's, that's kind of been the thing. I, the thing I was worried about with the Browns this year was you had an incredibly young team with, with not a lot of experience, you know, on the coaching staff. You know, and, and, and when so when things start to go wrong, who's going to be the veteran to step up? And we haven't seen that yet. And so I, th I think they made a mistake with Freddie Kitchens. Um, I think they should have gone with Mike McCarthy instead. And I think they're kind of recognizing that now that they've got a, a coaching staff that, uh, that kind of struggles with the little things. And, and those little things lead to big things. So uh, I think it's, you know, if they, if they start getting going, they start hitting on all cylinders, though, they could be dangerous. Ben, do you think there's a situ uh, Ben, do you think there's a solution at the moment with – the, the penalties and the all the uh, mistakes the Browns are making, can we bring someone in? Or is that just going to damage Freddie Kitchen's confidence going forward? I, I think that's a coaching issue. I mean, I, I think you've got your coach, and, and it's weird because in the press conference he said he doesn't coach that. Well, you don't coach penalties. Well, that, that's a clever little line, except when you realize that penalties come from fundamentals, you're basically telling on yourself saying you don't coach fundamentals, which is a problem. Uh, so that, that's a coaching thing. They're going to have to get through to those guys. Like, look, you cannot do this. You can't put us behind schedule. We're not capable of digging ourselves out of that right now. So um, they're going to have to emphasize and make that message clear to the players, or they're going to have to bench those players and find players that won't do it. The Browns have got a potential fourth round 2021 pick for Avery. Uh, the Eagles got it. Sorry, who do you think got the best end of that deal? Um, I, I think both teams did. I, you know, the, the Browns weren't really using Avery the way he needs to be used. And he didn't really fit what Steve Wilkes is trying to do. So uh, getting getting a, a conditional fourth back for him is, is pretty good value. I think that, you know, both teams kind of win that one. Avery gets the change of scenery and gets to go to a defense that's probably going to use him a little more effectively. And the Browns get another pick there that's pretty close to the top 100 that uh, uh, they can probably use to shore up that offensive line, which, is, which has been a significant problem for them. What's your views on Baker Mayfield's season so far? Well, he's he's a rhythm passer, and they've got him in that Todd Munkin offense, which is all vertical throws. And, you know, that's just not what he's designed to do. you got to get Baker in a rhythm first, and he feeds off that energy. 
Uh, and they just don't do that. You know, I, I think they've got the wrong offensive coordinator. I think they're trying to do the wrong things. Um, they, they've got the wrong line for that offense. And you go back and look last year with Tom Monk and the offense he was doing, look at all those interceptions Fitzpatrick and Winston were throwing, uh, trying to go vertical so often. It's it's just not it's, it's not effective in the modern NFL to go vertical that much. You, you've got to go horizontal. you got to chip away at the edges, and you got to get your quarterback in a rhythm. And that's really, to me, been the problem with this Browns team. You find a uh, – you find a, a – a coach or a coordinator that's willing to, to get some rhythm throws and get get some easy stuff early and then get them throwing downfield, you, you might see more success out of this offense, which on paper is very good. Last question, Ben. What's your prediction for the uh, game? Low-scoring game. Probably, uh, if you're a better, you're probably going to want to bet the under. Uh, the Broncos have been cashing those unders for uh, you know for years now. Man, I, I think you're probably looking at like a, a 21-17, 20-17 type of game. Tops, I don't think it's scoring gets much beyond that. Broncos uh, are tough at home. Last season, the, the Browns punched them in the mouth. I could see a revenge game scenario here where uh, they come back and beat them by a field goal. So I, I think it's a field goal game either way. Even with your uh, second stream callback who's never played in the NFL, you're, you're that confident? Uh, I think so. I, I think that's, that's you know, the, the key matchup is really going to be the Broncos offensive line against uh, the Browns defensive line. If they can hold that, if they can hold uh, on, on the offensive line, they'll be all right. If they can't, uh, it's going to be a nightmare and the Broncos will be packing it in early. Ben, as always, thank you very much for your time. Denver, Saturday, we're going to go for a beer. Where's the best place we can meet up for a beer? Oh, man, there's a bunch of good spots. It really depends on uh, what kind of uh, ambiance or atmosphere you want, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out, man. We'll uh, We'll go. Uh, we'll go find a place that's got some atmosphere, and uh, you know, if it's got uh, if it's got poles and a little too much atmosphere, we won't tell anybody on here. <laughs> and uh, when I'm in Denver, any food I've got to try. <laughs> what was that? In Denver, any food I've got to try. Is there anything? Oh Den- man, uh, green green chili. That's the uh, that's the Denver specialty is green chili. So anything with uh, green chili. Excellent. Well, look, man, it's going to be an absolute pleasure to put a name to your face this Saturday and thanks a lot for the inside. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks. Hey, be careful in that snow. <laughs> we'll do it. Have fun. Take care.